get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. and children of all ages. Welcome back to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. My name is Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini. And uh, we're going to have a great show tonight. We're going to be talking all things Ronnie James Dio. I just watched the documentary, uh, Dreams Never Die, which is uh, just brand new. came out in September. It was released in theaters, actually. <clears throat> I believe at the moment it is playing on the Showtime uh, streaming service. There we are. <clears throat> Had to turn myself down, Mr. Pittsburgh. Wow. So, uh, anyways, we're going to be getting into that. My name, like I said, my name is Ludini. You can check us out at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus com on the internet. A lot of cool stuff there. Aren't you? Know, somebody said to me today, "Lou, I can't find your podcast." Ludini Rock and Roll Circus com. Like a link to every whatever wherever you like to stream it. From you know, if you if you like Player FM, if you like um, Apple Music, no, I said iTunes. It's not iTunes anymore. No, no, it's if not. You like Spotify, YouTube. We're like everywhere, man. Yeah, I'm like your dad. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> What's that from? Is that from Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Or is that Bill and Ted? He's everywhere, man. He, he's like he's like your dad. He's like it. Wow, where is it from? Yeah. I know it's not from either one of those films, though. He's like your dad everywhere. Whatever. In any oh, case, wow. LudiniRockandRollCircus.com, all kind of fun stuff there. The way to hear, find out everything that we're doing. We're also mm-hmm. part of the Rock Rage Radio yeah. family. RockRageRadio.com. Download the, what kind of app is it, Kevin? It is F-R-E-E free. I'm a free and like Thank God almighty. Yeah. Rock and uh, RockRageRadio.com. Download mm. the free app. Why? Because it's great uh, music programming 24-7. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. No way, Ted. Way, dude. Oh, excellent. Excellent party time. <laughs> no, um, I saw as some was watching some YouTube video this week, and somebody actually pulled the clip. You know, no stairway denied. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that's uh, that is not Bill and Ted. That is no, Wayne's no, World. That's Wayne's um, World. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, RockRageRadio.com, 24-hour, t- uh, seven days a week, great music face. programming. Uh, it, uh, also featuring <gasps> Hot Licks with Lily Six uh, at 6 p.m. on Thursday evenings. Um, Hot li- uh, uh, Lily is part of the Ludini family as yes, well. She, she is. is just, uh, um, she became a, an aunt. And, yeah, I know. Um, Congratulations again. Going on. Also, we changed from recording on Monday nights to Tuesday nights. Yes. So everybody's trying to get their schedule back together. But we will have the whole crew here yes. again. I promise. Yes. And I swear <laughs> by the moon and the stars in the sun. What a lovely singing voice you have. That's better to seduce you with, my dear. <laughs> oh well. Um, anyways, so check that. All that's out. RockRageRadio.com. The app is free. Um, Wolf's Customs, you can find them all over uh, social media, but they, well, wolfscustoms.online is the actual site. They take orders for refinishes, um, artwork, whatever you want done on your musical instrument. They do a kick-ass job. I think I was telling the Mr. Pittsburgh last mm-hmm, week that I was mm-hmm. perusing Reverb, and I saw one of Chris's jobs. Nice. <clears throat> 
big time. Uh, it's Hollow Flash. Hollow Flash is very, very cool. Yes. Hollow Flash. Hollow Flash. I think, Chris, you could sell that to rappers somehow. I just, I, mm. you, you wish we should talk. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah, uh, Wolf's Customs online. Good guys, good guys. Uh, Chris Thunderwolf Dotson and company. Um, so, <clears throat> Mr. Pittsburgh is with yes. us. Lily is hey, not. Yes. What's up, Mr. Pittsburgh? What's up, everybody? Not as attractive as. Lily V6, but I try. You're I doing, try my you're best. Doing, no, you're doing... No, you're I just adjust, I'll just adjust... I'll you're just, here! I'll just adjust my empty shirt, <laughs> much like she does sometimes. You're, you're here. I am here. It doesn't matter how awesome somebody is. If they don't fucking show up... I own a business. Yeah. And I have people like, you know come in you know they get we hire them they got like awesome resume they can do all this kind of stuff and then it's like they're sick every friday Mm. and every monday is that an option and then like pretty soon it's like thursday yeah so they're like working two days a week then pretty soon they just pretty soon they like come just don't show up yeah they well pretty soon like a week later they come and take their tools and leave I can dig it. it You're it, not it, doing me any good if you don't show up. Um, I'm yeah. just picking on Lily. Lily is no. a faithful. She's a trooper. I you love know, her. You know, let me tell you. I will tell you what I, I pay these guys. Time. I will go ahead and I will disclose this. Full disclosure. Mm-hmm. Kevin gets paid in Coronas. Yes. Uh, Corona Extra when it's available. Oh, yeah. Look, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lily gets paid in White Claw. Yes, she does. S- that's how we roll here. I am looking to bring another person in to do... Production. We're gonna we're gonna get back to the live video stuff and everything. I need another hand of the guy. I'm thinking of, I think would be great for it. Yeah. We just gotta figure a place to fucking put him. Uh, that's he's not sitting on my lap. No, <clears throat> not not uh, again. Also, also, <laughs> I'm just saying. Also, he has a uh, twisted sense of humor that oh I think God. will find its way. Yeah. Uh, onto the show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and He'll be look, like the Fred Norris. Yeah. He'll be the Fred Norris of the podcast. He has that real deep voice too. Oh, hey everybody. The other thing, um, yeah. and, and and after that we're hiring Rich Morris. No, I'm just oh, well, he can and do Brian all the Smith. computer stuff. Oh lord! <laughs> if anybody can wire you up or, or, or hook up your keyboards for the sound effects, those two guys could do it. So um, yes, it's uh, it's a good day here. We um, yeah, we had a what? Is, so what did you get into this week, Mister Pittsburgh? So, uh, would you like to hear about my new acquisition? The acquisition transition. Mm-hmm. I'm on now, a transition hey. to an acquisition tonight. Yay. Hey, Lou. Hey, Mr. Pittsburgh. Hey, Lou. Yins know me, right? I know Yins. I have this, I have this addiction, and it's called... You said dick. <laughs> I got one of those, too. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, I got this addiction. I have gas. You have it, too, Lou, and that is gear acquisition syndrome. Uh, over the last, man, what, what 20 years, I have bought, sold, traded. Longer than that. Longer than that, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to minimalize my addiction. But I have bought, sold, and traded so many guitars. Those guitars you forgot that you ever owned. Yeah, sure. yes, yes, and you can attest to that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I was just getting that itch again. I was getting that itch. I put a couple of my guitars, my uh, not cheap, but kind of lower end uh, guitars on uh, Facebook. I get this IM from a guy. He goes, hey, man, I'm really interested in, I had three on, really interested in three of your guitars, your three guitars. And would you be willing to trade for this guitar? And he sends me a picture of a Gibson. Gibson Les Paul. First word, Gib. Last word, son. son. Yeah. And I did a little research, made sure it was real, because we talked about Chipsons yes. recently. It's real. And I said, oh, let me think. Hells yes. 
Hells yes. So I traded my three guitars uh, for this Gibson, and uh, Mr. Ludini himself is now playing it. Do you like it, Lou? Do you think I made a good choice? I made a good trade? Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. So tell us, uh, Mr. Pittsburgh, yes. about this guitar. <clears throat> what is it exactly? Because, right. you know, <clears throat> For you, you know, a lot of folks out there will be, oh, Gibson Les Paul, and they'll be fine. Yeah. But there is that, then, you know, the certain <clears throat> 1%, element way more than of 1%, our audience. But, yeah. uh, there's a certain element of the audience that's like, well, dude, like, what kind of Les Paul? What color is it? Yeah, you know, what kind so of minute? You know, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, what, so exact, tell us what's going on. All right, so uh, the guitar that I now own is a 2020 Gibson Les Paul Trad Pro V. That's a traditional Pro V. Um, the finish was originally satin. The previous owner kind of polished it up a little bit. It's got a little bit of a shine. Uh, the guitar came with exposed bobbins. They were zebra pickups. For those people that know what those are, one was black, one was white. Well, he didn't really like that too much. He liked the uh, the look of a nice ebony 50, 59, 58. Uh, there were very few of those guitars because they were usually sunburst. Uh, he liked the, uh, the, the few black ones that were made. So he swapped out all the black uh, plastic parts for cream. He put some uh, chrome covers on the pickups. Uh, put some nice uh, old gold knobs on it and uh, even swapped out the chrome tuners up top with some nice uh, very very white creamy ones and he did a really good job he did a really nice job it's all gibson parts uh, because he gave me the old ones back along with the packages um, but yeah it's such a sweet guitar traded two epiphones and a made in mexico p bass for this and i made out on the deal so I'm very pleased with my week of trading, but unfortunately, this now reignites that gas in me, and I'm like, I think I need some more Gibsons. <laughs> that was very less Paul of you. <laughs> <clears throat> I've been working on my uh, diminished chords. That was oh, not a diminished, diminished chord, but I've been working on it. Anyways, um, yeah. Yeah, it has a lot of cool features. It looks sick as fuck. Yeah. It has a really great, um, like, classic kind of look. Right, right. I mean, oh, like, that, that, yeah, the, I, I think of the finish on the guitar and the look of the guitar. Mm -hmm. It says, like, a guitar player looks, like, kind of takes it as, like, part of his personality. Exactly. It's like an, you know? <clears throat> so there's certain things, like, 
I probably just wouldn't get into. Like we were talking about the matte finish guitars right, with the right. black, all black hardware, yeah, and you know the black just, pickups, you know the whole thing. Now how that's much more cool black for, can this get? Yeah, there's guys that are like into his genre music or whatever, and that's. You know, they identify the guitar fits their identity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they like that. That turns them on, and they should absolutely play that. But that isn't for everybody. You know, those guys that <clears throat> that have to have these like ten finishes. Like Paul Reed Smith has what he calls the Wood Library. You're right. The guitars are like thirty thousand yeah. dollars. You know, because they have these insane <clears throat> flame tops. They're really cool and everything like that. But sometimes there's just you just want like a classic kind of mm-hmm. vibe you know Very some guys similar. are just like no, that's kind of kind of the style of music and everything i play i just <clears throat> i probably wouldn't get up there with a gem maybe maybe a gem mm. but not like a not not a dime not a dime bag daryl guitar right 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 i'll draw the that, that would yes. be fit, yeah, fit for me yeah, although there a is a bit. there's a famous picture of me playing that guitar uh, online but anyways oh, really? <laughs> <clears throat> cool um so that's what I'm saying. It's like you just have to. That's a big part of it. I was um, speaking of guitars, and I'm gonna. Yes. I think we're kind of we're gonna move on from this. But um, and 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 classic looks simple elegance. That's what this mm-hmm. guitar is. It's like yeah. simple elegance. It's not. There's nothing flashy, but it just all looks right. Yep. There's like a feng shui. Feng shui, you said. Um, feng shui. Oh, that's uh, that's the other thing. Is get it? Get the uh, standby on that amplifier. If I'm you, going if you to okay. hold on, folks. I'll be right back. <clears throat> but. Did you want to say anything right. more about this? Yeah, just one more like, thing. Sure. And and we touched on this briefly before we started the podcast is most Les Pauls come with a maple cap, the maple top that's carved. This is all mahogany. It's a mahogany body and then a mahogany top. So that adds a little bit different sound to the guitar. So there you go. So there, for so all you like guitar nerds. Huh? <laughs> what? No. Oh, my. Hog- mahogany. Oh, mahog- mahogany. I always wondered that there's a band called... Um, mahogany rush yep and i was i i never understood it until i rem- i learned about guitars when i was a guitarist made out of mahogany yes <clears throat> and i think it was a reference to the guitar uh, that frank marino was playing frank marino is a guy we should be we should have do at least a, a segment of a podcast about. yeah like yeah. he's a, such an amazing guitar player it's just like he really should be up there with the greats but there's those guys right like him pat travers and right these guys are like right. really like um kim mitchell sure. there's these different guys that are like really hot guitar players but it's just like she never got only, their due they never got their due yeah. there's like only so many guitar heroes that people can put in their minds at one yes. time <clears throat> you know, you have Jeez. the different tiers. It'd be fun to do a podcast where we do the different tiers because there's like the the cream, the creme de la creme. You know, sure. the Steve Eyes, Eddie Van Halen, the Jimi Hendrix. Right, right. You know, and then there's different categories. There's the more like shredder guys, and there's there's the super shredders like Toes and Abazi, mm-hmm. and there's cat that cat from Polyphia. Um, you know, what I'm talking about. I don't think so. You know the cat Polyphia. from Polyphia? Polyphia. Rick Beato's had him on a bunch of times. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, he's he's a monster. Um, somebody just made a guitar for him. They just did an album with... Uh, they just released a song not long ago with Steve I. Okay. <clears throat> and it's hilarious. These young kids, man. And like <laughs> just, Steve is wow. like... They're totally hanging. Like They're not even sweating Steve Vai. Right, they're right. just like, you know... Steve, watch this. Yeah, you know, hold, hold my, my beer. Hold my beer. <laughs> watch what I can do on this guitar. And that, I mean... Guitar players have just progressed like so mm-hmm, quickly. It's mm-hmm. it's un, it's unbelievable. But um, we were talking about like classic looking guitars, and I'm I found out some exciting news today. What's that? Um, Please Paul tell Reed me. Smith is they are releasing the the David Grissom the DGT. Okay. As a as an SE. 
Oh, all right. And there's already some showing up on Reverb for, for nice. pre-order. Um, nice. The one with the, um, um, it's like the darker kind of-ish sunburst. I, would you call it tobacco burst, maybe? Yeah, tobacco burst. I heard like it that. called antique burst. <laughs> antique maybe. Yeah. burst, okay. Yeah. The one, they're, that there's, they're releasing two models. One with that, and that has the bird inlays. Right. And the other one is his gold top with the dot inlays. Oh. Um, I, I would buy the gold top, <clears throat> and I want to buy the gold top because... It's Dave Grism. Dave Grism is one of, he's another guy. He's like total amazing mm-hmm, guitar player mm-hmm. um, who more people should know about. But, and I love it, but I have an awesome gold top. That yeah. I'm just playing my, I might have that, cla- that Gibson, that Les Paul Classic. And this, I've been playing that guitar. Like I went mm-hmm. through a week, two weeks with this, with the, um, the custom shop. I right. played it. I, I just got into it. I'm like, oh man, I love this guitar. And then I, I was on the stand and the, and the gold top was handy. Yep. And I, you I just grabbed it. Like, Mm-hmm. Boy, I love this guitar. And I haven't been up with that down. <laughs> that happens. And um, yeah, yeah. they're just, they are, it's the thing about Gibson guitars, and I think Paul Reed Smith guitars, some of the guitars that are like, there's a real uh, thought put into it. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing mm-hmm. with the Gibson was, there isn't a lot changed in 80 years or whatever, no. whatever it's been. There's, it's pretty much the same yeah. guitar. <clears throat> Whereas, um, and it's hard to break in. Um, to that level, and I think there are there's a definitely the brand that is if it really been nipping at the heels of Fender and Gibson, both is Paul Reed Smith. I oh, mean, yeah. he's really there. Yeah, I mean, you know, so many people play those guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and again, super high quality, just attention to detail. But anyways, I saw um, I watched the David Grism's video about the guitar, and he was actually involved with the creation of it. Well, that's and he's important. like, he says, this is a guitar. Yeah. He says, it's just, everything about it feels exactly like mine. Wow. Just, it's exactly like mine. The only difference was, and, and it's got the nice carve and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only difference is, and I know, you know, and I'm tempted to let this bug me, because okay. I'm, I'm an sure, asshole like yeah, that. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking at them like there has to be a difference. There has to be a difference. I'm looking at them real closely and I'm pausing the video and looking. Uh-huh. The the uh, American made the core. They call them the core. Yeah. Uh, the 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 knobs are recessed. Oh. Well, mine is too. My my PRS is right. Right. That recessed. one is. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, ah, interesting. That's really. Um, that's it's it's a neat neat attention to detail. Right. And I was <clears throat> real. I'm being very tempted to fixate on it. Simmer down. Um, Simmer down. But the like his that guitar is around four thousand dollars, and the Robin Ford's uh, uh, signature is like like five or six. In fact, I saw one used for six on Reverb. Holy cow! Um, They're not real. There's they're a little rare at the moment. I think once there's more on the market, right? That like you'll even out a little little bit. bit, But I, it's definitely like it's about five thousand dollars. Um, and I just can't, I, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I've like the, carrying around five grand everywhere you go Yeah. In, and where you go as a guitar player, you know, right. a lot of kind you of have weird to worry places. about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, man, yeah. I just, that would just know I'm ha- I mean, I love the ones I have and they're all in that. Like the, the most, exp- the, the highest price ones are, are in that kind of 2000 yep. price range. I think maybe I might go 25. If it was something like I it'd be tough to get a, um, like a three thirty five, right? Right. For for it, that's going to oh, yeah. be around three. I've yeah. seen them for yeah. twenty, twenty seven, eighty, and you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. But generally, it's around three thousand dollars for for a really nice uh, three thirty five. So, anyways, yeah. 
It's just uh, one of those things that, uh, you know, even if, you know, it isn't even the money thing because I really could go get it if I wanted to. But it's just that, like, I just, it just might, that's fine. And I'm thinking, like, boy, all the other things I could buy with $5,000. <laughs> exactly, you <know>? right? <clears throat> but then I just, you just have that, you know, it doesn't make any sense. It's an arbitrary number. You just have that cut off in your head. Mm -hmm. I bid on a guitar on Reverb this week and I lowballed it, you know, just to, just for shits and giggles, just yeah. to say, like, yeah. I figured if I get this guitar for 1300 bucks, man, like, it'd be mm -hmm. awesome. You know, and the guy countered with uh, well, he was asking eighteen, I right, think. right, and he countered with like sixteen fifty, mm. and I was tempted to counter with like fourteen fifty or something right. like that, but um, I just I let it go. I was just, yeah, I, I started yeah. thinking like we were talking about gas, and I'm, I, I, we need to get <laughs> off of this subject because we're we're already I know, we're right? half an hour. Well, in. thanks, good night, everybody. <clears throat> but um, I, I I just been asking myself like, what am I really doing here? Mm -hmm. Like, why do I really like, I know I don't, I don't need any of this stuff. I mean, this is, no, you know, you don't but, need it, but, but is I have so many great instruments and I have a lot of great, I have great, uh, amplifiers and speaker cabinets and stuff like that. I'm pretty much, I feel like for the time being, I'm set in terms oh, yeah. of like, so when I chat, when I start to get that feeling, I say to myself, why don't you make some music? Like record something like, get, oh, get somebody song. I got like Smith, I got projects laying all over the place that need yeah. to get done. <clears throat> so I'm trying to like rechannel that um, because I think that's what happens too. It's a kind of like substitute for making music. Mm -hmm. You know, you you know. I yeah. mean, how many guitar really? Well, how many guitars do you really don't don't even ask that. I mean, anyways, I mean the guys that are famous, <laughs> like Rick Nielsen, of the they made their songs and they were famous, exactly. and then they spent then the money they on the guitars. Yeah, yeah. So I just just a cautionary thing out there. Make sure you're not doing that, avoiding you know creating music. Right. You know, thinking you're doing something musical by buying a new guitar. Right. Um, so, um, so Kevin got that. Yes. And what else? You saw Weird. I did. I finally saw Weird. Now, I've been uh, kind of debating whether or not to see it because I'm the kind of guy, if I'm going to see something like a documentary. I'm not the kind of guy who gives up just like that. Yeah, oh, you, no. Yeah. You, Lou, you, you are that kind the of guy. The tide high has been through my head, but go ahead. That's beautiful. Um, but I was kind of weird because I knew it wasn't an accurate documentary. So I've been holding off, holding off. And finally, the daughter's like, hey, you, you want to come over and watch Weird? I'm like, you know what? Lou's been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it. Let me go see it. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And the movie starts, and I start laughing. I'm like, oh, I, okay, I get it. It's out funny. It is funny. <laughs> and, I, and I was kind of glad he did that because I'm like, yeah, that's Weird Al. Well, Think about it. Like, he made his life doing parody songs, so right. his movie is a parody of a oh, biopic. Exactly. That's exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's he outdid um, uh, Walk Hard. Yeah. He, but like, I was just like, what if Walk Hard, but, the, but, but, um, the, not Ricky Bobby. Oh, my God. What's his name? By, by John C. Oh. His name skipped my, just went out of my head. What if he was like a real singer? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. <clears throat> so imagine that that's kind of, kind exactly. of how the movie is. Yeah. And there's all these characters that show up and they, these actors play different people right and there's cameos but they're not doing themselves they're doing other they're people they're doing other people and it's fun to pick them out yeah yeah, yeah it, it's the whole thing is just super fucking fun yeah. I um yeah so if you get a chance uh, if you can find it weird the, the weird the, Al Yankovic. Yeah, weird, the, the Al Yankovic story. Exactly. Um, so, um, and then another movie we both saw very recently. Yes. And that is Clerks 3. Right. Um, <clears throat> there's going to be spoilers. Yeah. Here. Um, yeah. So, I'll, I will, before we start the spoiler part, I will just say, 
I'm not going to say that. We're just going to get into it. Ready? In five, four, three, two, one. So, Clerks 3. <laughs> here, here, so so Kevin said to me, you know, mm-hmm. no, there's a, he says there's some, he gets you in the fields and places. And I thought, okay, yeah, it's probably wrapping up the series. And, you know, yeah. um, so, but I'm still expecting Clerks. Here's what I did. Let, let me, let me explain you. Go ahead, tell me. On Friday, yeah. I watched Clerks 2 okay. uh, for the second time. Right. I, I hadn't seen for Clerks 2 since it came out. Wow. So I was like, okay. I need, before I watch Clerks 3, I want a little... I want right, to brush up. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Clerks one, I've had, I had on, I've had on VHS, <laughs> um, and now I have, I have it on Blu-ray or DVD, and it's a, a movie that I watch, I enjoy watching quite often. Right. Or I'll even watch clips of it from on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a classic movie. Exactly. That, you know, I love, yeah. and it was part of a, my formative years. And right. in, in any case, um, but Clerks two, I hadn't seen, and that like, like I was. Almost throwing up in place. I was laughing so hard. Right. You know, it's so funny. So funny. It's balls to the wall funny. It's a, it's like, it is a comedy. Hands down, that's it. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of emotional stuff, but sure. it's, it is a total comedy. <clears throat> Clerks 3 is like a melodrama with some comedy, but it's mainly like a drama. Yeah. That's, there, there's, there's some comedic moments. Um... It's tragic. Um, I was really sad um, watching it most of the time. And, will, and it's probably a movie I will never watch again. The other two movies I will definitely watch again. But the third one was just like, I felt like a bait and switch. Now, it, I, I, it is a great movie. Yes. But it was not what <clears throat> I wanted. It's what you needed. It's what I needed. I thought it was a really good closure. I thought it was a really good closure of the trilogy. I'm like, you know what? Spoiler alert, they kill the main character. Well, he wasn't even supposed to be there that day. Yeah, I know. I know that's the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be there that day. And it was, you know, I mean, it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. It's really well done. It's it's very good. It's Mm -hmm, very, very mm -hmm. good. There's flashback stuff that they do and to fill in the gaps between the years. And what had happened with them and everything. And it ends, again, it ends up being, there's a section of the movie that becomes a parody of the first movie. Right. It's like the making of the first movie or exactly. something like that. Yeah. And, I'm uh, like, that was kind of clever of him. And it, it's very clever. I'm like, so okay. So much was clever. And then, when, and then there's a big, the, and, you know, in every movie, Silent <clears throat> Bob has his moment. Right, right. Where he has, <laughs> he has to his pontificate. This. <laughs> he has his moment in this, but he actually speaks more like Kevin Smith, the director. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was also a personal film because you know Kevin Smith had a heart attack. Exactly. You know, and um, he, uh, um, and in the movie, actually both characters, Randall and um, Dante, uh, Dante yeah. have, have heart attacks. And of course, Dante's life is claimed at the end of the movie. <clears throat> and um, it is horrible. I know. I'm going to be choked up thinking about it. And so it made me think of everything. Like, it made me think of you and our friendship. It made me think of my dad. Right. You know, it was just, it was, it was too much. Very, very emotional. It was yeah. just like, it was like, I was like too much. And Sharon was bawling her eyes out. <laughs> and I, was, I texted, I think I texted you. I said, you didn't tell me yeah, you a box of Kleenex. Yeah, no, And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't want to ruin it or anything. I didn't want to ruin it for you. Yeah. Oh, okay. But let me tell you, man, I love you. I love you like a brother. 
But just not one of mine. If 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 it meant being with Rosaria Dawson, I'm leaving you. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, man. Ah. Rosaria Dawson. Oh man, what? She looks. You know, like I said, I watched Clerks two the night before. Yeah. She's just as hot. She's exactly the same. Black just don't. As- black don't crack. Is that how it That's works? Oprah said it. I did black not know don't that. crack. I I'm do- taking back Porch Monkey. Oh man, <laughs> Clerks two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so good good film. If you're a Kevin uh, Smith fan and you haven't seen it already, please do. Um, Clerks three, I mean Clerks two. If you've I'll never, die. if you I'll haven't seen it, definitely see that. Clerks three, uh, but Clerks two has this uh, whole racial thing in it, and it oh cracked me up God. because I, I, I just watched Blazing Saddles like the week right? before. You know? and then boom. And, and um, there is a um, uh, there's a making of. Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. and those actors like um, Slim Pickens, those guys, they were they were they, disturbed. They were disturbed. They broke down in tears. <laughs> right. They did not. Having they to felt say that awful dialogue. talking yeah, right. to these black black uh, uh, fellow actors like yeah. that. They would hug them after. Like, I'm so sorry. I had to say they, that to you. And leave, leave on little. They're like, it's a, we know what we're doing. Like yeah. you don't. Yeah. You know, there's no need to apologize. Wow. Uh, Mel Brooks talked about. I think I heard him talking about it on Howard Stern. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Nobody knows. Yeah, and it's funny because they're so good at it too. I mean, like you're like they really come across just rolls. Yeah, slimy racist. But it's funny because I hadn't, I literally had not seen it in decades. And then uh, a couple years back, my son's like, "Hey, did you ever see this movie?" I, I'm like, "Yeah, let's watch it." And I'm like, "Holy cow!" You know, you know. And let me just show you how tell you how times change. Yeah, I was dating a girl Mm -hmm. many years ago who was quite a bit older. Now you don't date girls. And she had she was old enough to at the time to have seen Blazing Saddles when it came out in a movie theater. Wow! And she said the thing that was most controversial to everybody uh-huh. was not the racial jokes. Yeah, it was the farting scene. Really? People thought that was <laughs> terrible. Oh, that's over the oh top. My. Yeah, those men are flatulating. Yeah, nobody cared about the the racial jokes. No, 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 no. You know, it's a different time. Different time, different time. All um, right. So that, that, that anyway. So real quick, I've been watch. I've uh, been slowly watching Andor. Andor is the new Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. It's getting all kind of accolades from a lot of reviewers on on YouTube. Sure. Um, and I just slowly kind of. I'm just like, okay, it's a Star Wars series. It's on. You can tell it's well done. It's not. Right. You know, it's taken seriously and, <clears throat> and everything. So I've been watching it. Um, and. It wasn't until about ep- I'm on episode. I just finished episode six, I think, okay. and I where I f- it finally grabbed me as to what it really kind of understood what they were doing and really realized that it is probably brilliant, um, but there is none of the stuff that I saw Star Wars in the movie theater. Speaking of right. being old to see something in the movie, yeah, theater. look at you. And the thing about Star Wars that captured us was how charming it was. Right. It was this all the swashbuckling, and there was a lot of good humor in uh-huh. it. You know what I mean? And it was a very kind. It was a very simple yet beautiful story about a young a young guy who's you know he had big man. dreams. He wants to do something else. Uh, he you know it's a typical hero's journey. A right. tragic thing happens. He gets thrust out of the nest, and he has to figure it out. He has a great mentor who kind of helps him through it. He meet, he puts together an all. He comes together with like awesome team of you know friends, and they mm-hmm. all work together and then you know they they kill the bad guy in the end you know what i mean exactly like, yeah that's you know boom you know they all and we get the metals <laughs> um, and this is not like that at all no Th- there's some tie fighters yeah 
There's some um, what those little droids that you know, on the on the ground in the in the and you know in the Death Star's little square ones. The little squatty yeah. ones, yeah. There we go right yep, by yep, and all yep. that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's like they sound like this. Like, yeah, sure, that's um, them. <clears throat> there's that. I, there, I haven't seen a light. I haven't seen a lightsaber. Oh, there's no force. What? It's not talked about. Oh. I mean, it might be there somewhere, but it's not so not. They talk, don't talk about. They don't. That. They don't. We don't talk about the force. No. Um, and I don't. I don't know if the I don't know like any of the characters. I don't know who they are. Hmm. Um, but what what they're trying to te- show you is like what like while we were all laughing and enjoying ourselves in Star Wars, uh-huh. they are trying to show you what a revolution. And that's exactly uh-huh. what these people did. They okay. pu- pulled a revolution off on the Empire, yeah. and what it really looks like, and what it actually costs, mm-hmm. and that's really what. And it's kind of chilling in places. Like it's like it is very well done. Interesting. Um, the acting is very good. It's very, but it is a dark, very serious. I haven't heard a joke yet. I haven't heard any. There hasn't been one thing. There has been no comic relief. Nothing like that. It's super wow. dark. And serious, it is. It is Disney, and is on Disney Plus. So it is, there's no R-rated right thing. But it, w- I wouldn't surprise. It would go in this yeah. if there was like a, a sex scene or oh, some, you know, or you know, some like actual like literal on-screen violence. You know, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. You wouldn't bat an eye because it has that very dark. It's huh. very dark. It's just it's very dark and super super serious. Interesting. Um, and I get what they're doing, and I think I think it also has a kind of neat subversive. Uh, a message about um, like freedom mm-hmm. and, and 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 those kind of ideas. It's like it's it's it, it's also thought provoking. It, 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 I understand why everybody loves it, um, and I get it. Right. I finally got it. Yes. But I it's I I'm, come on. Even the Mandalorian has like has Grogu. And he's right. like funny and like, he's, you know what exactly, I mean? Like, yeah. and it, you know, it has the cute fact. It has the, you know, it has all the stuff, you know what I mean? It has the, uh, you know, one of the great things about Star Wars is like all the quips, the snappy exactly. dialogue, right. you know, smart ass like, comments to yeah, each other. Yeah, you know the little I mean? one liners that they'd slip in yeah, you know, fit yeah. perfectly. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. like, there's like none of that. And the mm. music is like very much a modern television drama music. Interesting. There's nothing that sounds like any of the Star Wars music at all. At all, hmm. you know, it's very really stands out. It really stands out. Um, so that is my sort of thoughts on it so far. I'll let you know. Um, right. And uh, I'm not going to talk about no, that. We, we got running out. We're running out of time. We got to get to the main meat. Ronnie James fucking Dio. Right. Um, next topic. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Our next topic. There's like nothing. What else can you say? Um, let me pull my uh, ref reference. There you my, go. My reefer up. Ugh. So, Lou, last week you told us, it was the last week you told all of us about that uh, documentary yeah. that was out. And you got to see it. And I was like, for this show, I'm going to watch it. So I go to YouTube because you had mentioned YouTube. And it says you can watch it now on Showtime. Well, I don't have Showtime. I'm like, hold on. Wait a minute. Lou said he watched it on YouTube. So scroll down. Oh, here it is. Documentary for free. Blah, blah. Click it. Like an hour and a half of just a black screen, Lou. No, they had taken it, it down. They had nope. taken it down. I'm like, dang, it's like a big old takedown. And and dang, honestly, it. rightfully so. Yeah, it's I a understand. new movie. Like, yeah. come on, like you know, I I, I knew it was gonna happen yeah. <laughs> when I saw it. Was, yep. I'm like, and I saw it was a Showtime thing, and it just came out in September. I'm like, it was actually released in theaters. Huh. 
And I was like, you know, this ain't gonna last. So I, I tried to get, and I did. I'm lucky. I, there was a couple of places where the sound didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but I saw. I would, I would absolutely it. watch it again. Uh, Ronald James Padovana. Padovana. Good Italian boy. Mm-hmm. Good Italian boy. Um, uh, Cortland, New York. Uh, he was actually born in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, family resided. His father's service uh, is a U.S. Uh, Army uh, uh, World War uh, II. He, so they resided there while his father was in the Army. The family right. returned to Cortland when Dio was very young. He lived there until graduate high school in 1960. Dio's music career began in 1957, Mr. Holy Pittsburgh, as part of the Vegas Kings, later Ronnie and the Rumblers, yeah. in 1967. He formed the rock band Elf. So yeah. we, let's the time slow down, slow your Simmer. roll. Hold on now. So we got to talk about his early formative years. Um, he grew up just like as a uh, like a normal small town kid. He was ultra. Uh-huh. He was ultra boy. <laughs> just like just an absolute. That's awesome. Normal. Yeah. Run of the mill American red blooded boy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And. Um, his fir- the first thing he did musically was he took up the trumpet in school. Interesting. And his dad, being a former military, was very, very strict. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you're going to do this, you need to practice three hours a day wow. every day. He played trumpet uh-huh. for three hours a day oh every day for like six years. Oh my so he became a bad motherfucker on yeah. the trumpet. He became really good. And one of the things he did in music when he first got out in the world and started playing music was he played trumpet on some stuff. Yeah. He played trumpet on some other people's records. Mm-hmm. He played, he, I believe there's a, um, somewhere in this, um, uh, this D, uh, Ronnie and the Rumblers and this, this era, he, the first records he did were doo-wop. Really? Yeah. Okay. Doo-wop. Yeah. I guess like, back in yeah, 57 yeah, late, or like, so. Yeah. 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 Sure. Like late sixties, you know, like mid sixties doo-wop. Um, but they were doing the kind of like they, they, the, when they saw the Beatles, like everybody else was uh, like throwing like, their hair right. and the whole. That's yes, how yes. that's how far back he goes. He's like his like you know almost to like fifties music, um, and um, they start yeah Ronnie and the Rumblers, and they went through different iter- iter- iterations, and eventually they became um, the Electric Elves, <laughs> and they were all very short. <laughs> Dio is about Dio is shorter than me. He, he's I'm five five and a half. That half an inch counts. But where is that? Half <laughs> ah, there, there. And Ronnie was 5'4". Wow. So, um, in the whole band, none of them were big dudes. And so they came on stage and people would start to snicker. <laughs> yeah. But then they started rocking out. And then you're like, oh. Exactly. And they oh. became, you know, they, they, they did well and eventually caught, you know, international attention. They played some some contest and they ended up getting on a um, on a tour with somebody like Deep Purple or something like that. But uh, in the course of that chain, their name became Elf. All right. And I believe there is one Elf studio album. Um, I think there's a video out there too of Elf somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, vaguely no, remember a seeing it's, it. They yeah. showed in the they showed in the documentary. That's nice. Um, stay. Uh, so yeah. So and touring with Deep Purple, they get the attention of of Richie Blackmore. Mm-hmm. And you know how these bands. I forget what happened. You know, somebody died, or or you know, somebody mm-hmm. knocked a girlfriend up. You know, the mm-hmm. band kind of just 
started to become nothing. Right. And eventually, through happenstance, you know, he was kind of down and out, you know, in in, in Hollywood, so to speak. And Richie Blackmore and uh, Roger Glover, I believe, approached him. And um, he became part of the first thing that, Ron, that uh, Richie Blackmore did after leaving Deep Purple, which was Rainbow. <clears throat> and they did some really good... Um, they did some really good work with him. Uh, uh, Long live rock and roll. The first album is my my opinion the best one that they did. But the the records that they did with him were really good. Um, got a lot of critical acclaim. Very big in um, Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, while the rock stations played "Man on the Silver Mountain," right um, to death. <laughs> um, actually, well, there's a little bit of a story behind that. It wasn't played to death. It was a kind of minor thing. What happened was, um, you'll find out in a second. Don't okay. Pa- pa- press pause on that. What happened was, Richie Blackmore was like, look, we got to do some songs about like getting laid mm-hmm. and partying and stuff mm-hmm. because like we're not going to make it in the U.S. Like the U.S. Right. is like kind of ignoring us. And Ronnie James Dio said, well, you know, I don't write songs like that. Right. Goodbye. So he left the gig you know, huh. to do that. And uh, Rainbow went on to work with um, Graham Bonnet when they had a big hit with Since You've Been Gone. That was a big right. hit in the US. Yep. And then, of course, the records they did with uh, Joe Lynn Turner, Street of Dreams and all those songs. They actually had videos on MTV <clears throat> were big hits for them. And they got their wish. Um, so Ronnie, out, down and out, uh, and is like, again. Again. Left this, le- left this band. And uh, through happenstance, ran into Tony Iommi and Geezer. Uh-huh. And um, at this time, Ozzy had they kicked Ozzy out. <laughs> and so, you know, and, and Dio was like, you know, how am I going to, you know, are you kidding, Ozzy? Like, uh-huh. how am I going to, how, how you do know, you follow that? How do you follow that? And yeah. they were very much like, just be, just be Ronnie James Dio. That's fine. Well, you don't like, need okay. to be Aussie. We we want you because for you. Right. However, there was a schism, uh, schism, schism in the band <sighs> at that time, and um, um, Bill Bruford did not get along with Ronnie James Dio. He oh. preferred Aussie. He just did not like did not want to work with Dio, so he left the band before they got really got started with Dio. And they brought in, and I apologize, one of the Apathy brothers. I cannot remember if it was Carmen mm. or Vinny. We will have to maybe somebody if they had the mobile device, they could hmm. look that up real quick. Hmm. Hmm. I'm stalling for time by going. Hmm. And ended up doing Heaven and Hell, which was. Um, a real massive success. It was a real triumph for them. Just uh, you know, it got it got a lot of accolades. People loved it. People really impressed with Ronnie James Dio. You know, there were you know there was the whole like it was awesome, man. But because Ronnie was just fucking Ronnie, he he won people over. All the gigs, people loved it. They did the other Black Sabbath material as well, and he sounded great doing it. Um. Yeah. So so, and this is where his his story, like where, where his life really kind of like explodes because it's during this time with Black Sabbath, this album and Mob Rules. Did you get? Do you get it? It's Vinny. Vinny. There you go. Vinny Apice. Yes. Um, this time with um, they, they do this record. They do um, 
Heaven and Hell, and then they do Mob Rules, mm-hmm. which Mob Rules is like both those records are fucking kick ass records. Um, that always throws me off. Rochelle's talking over that track, and, <laughs> and you're you know, like, you think- and something about the way the speakers are in here that just really pops. You yeah, know, you know, yeah, yeah. I heard it too, really, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, what's going on here? Do you have your cell phone on or something? Um, <laughs> no. Um, it was so they do these great records, Mob Rules, Heaven mm-hmm. and Hell. Um, and this is where Ronnie, like the, the press really latches onto Ronnie. Right. He's like, everybody knows who he is. You know, there's tons of articles. Everybody, you know, uh, wants to know all about him. He's constantly being interviewed. He's on the cover of hit parader and all the metal magazines and everything mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that. I remember. Um, yes. and, um, <laughs> Sabbath gets jealous and fires him. I mean, they're like riding high. I mean, they they like yeah. resurrected the band, like people you know, like you, you know, and like they. Um, the, like in, the, in the documentary, um, they they him and Geezer, uh, uh, Tony and Geezer both admitted that like it was totally cocaine fueled. Yeah. You know, they would do. You know, they'd come in. And you know they would do some coke, and then somebody would show them a magazine cover, right, with Ronnie, with Ronnie on, on the cover. Yeah. And then so then they would somebody would say something, they drink some whiskey, wanker. and they would do, they would do another bump of coke. And then pretty soon they were ready to go find Ronnie and punch him in the face. <laughs> and it was just like totally, I it just just completely fucked the whole thing up. Yeah. Um, and it just really sucks, man, because that would have been an awesome. It would have been great to get like a few more really good records mm-hmm, out of that, mm-hmm. but there is. There's a postscript to that story too in a, in a minute. But you were asking about you were saying about how the rock cross rock stations like kill Man on a Silver Mountain, right? right? They play constantly. Well, the reason they do is because Ron, they didn't do it at first. Yeah. But when Ronnie blew up, uh-huh. uh huh, then they, they, hit, they went back and they okay. it started getting a lot. It started getting a lot more attention I because see. of Ronnie. No, I um, but at this point, you know, Ronnie was he went you know again he was he was. <laughs> And no money, and you know again, again, and, and he at this point he was married to Wendy, uh, Dia, who was his long time. Uh, they were they, mm-hmm. she became part of his business and everything, long time partner. But just went out in the garage and started trying to write some songs, and ended up getting together with um, um, his, his his name is McBain, just named Jeff McBain. He's the bass player from Rainbow. Okay, and um. They started putting something together and brought, and, and they found this guitar player in Ireland named Vivian Campbell. Oh, yes, yes. And so the first Dio band <laughs> is this just great, um, great lineup. And if, see if I can find who was in that first band. There it is. Dio. Let's take it. Jimmy Bain. I'm sorry. Vivian okay, Campbell. Yeah. Vivian Campbell, Jim, uh, Jimmy Bain. Um, oh, and uh, Apathy. Vinny Apison. Okay, this is the drummer. Yep. So this is like this is a, this is no slouches. No. And they found Vinny, uh, uh, Vivian um, Campbell in a playing in pubs, and Ronnie really <laughs> liked him. Um, they, he wanted somebody who didn't just like shred, but mm-hmm. could play really tasteful could stuff play. Yeah, yeah. and had good riffs. So you know, and they get together, and the first album they do is Holy Diver. By the way, the cover of Holy Diver. Yes. Uh, with the the priest with the right. chain around his neck uh-huh. and all that. Okay. <laughs> the uh, the guys that put the, the the guy who was design who was in charge of designing the album cover, that's him. 
as the priest. Oh, is it really? What they did was he's got this idea of how he wanted to do it. And so he hired a photographer. Uh-huh. And they went out to some place where there was like this rocky outcrop in the in the Pacific okay. Ocean. Uh-huh. And um and there was like and there's that thing in the distance where there's like another in the distance you could see like a deep farther out there's another outcrop. And that's where the big mo- the monster has a name. It has a funny name. Um like it's his name's like Lawrence or something. I can't remember. I'll, I, I'll have to look that up too. But that he wrapped chains, dressed as a priest. Yeah. Wrapped chains around himself, put these glasses on, and started thrashing around in the water. And like the right. chains were really heavy. And the photographer was like, "This guy's gonna fucking die." Right. And the and the guy in the in the water's going, "Take the fucking picture! God damn it! I'm gonna drown." <laughs> Suffering for your art. So they took photos, and I'm not. I did not hear what how it became, but that's obviously some kind of artwork and not just a photo. So I don't know if right. they used the photos, used the and photos, did some kind and of, yeah, then like rotoscoped it or whatever they uh-huh. do um, to it. But yeah, that 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 that's how <laughs> that came about. That's crazy. Um, you know, and it was a total artistic decision on the people who were designing the album cover. Of course, Dio signed off on it, but they, you know, people often want to read. Way too read much. Read into there, stuff yeah. like and think that the artist has a hand in like every you know. And a lot of times they're like, I don't know, the, the record label did that. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of t- there's a lot of music videos where I don't know they told us to show up uh, dressed like the Three Musketeers. You're right. You know, and that's what we did. I, I don't know what the video means. We're you gonna know? show up as cowboys like Van Halen. Yeah, pretty I don't woman. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. You know they they these guys are thinking about music. They're not necessarily thinking about right. That. Um, and um, originally Ronnie hated Rainbow in the Dark. He wanted to erase it, hmm. but the the uh, Jimmy Bain completely talked talked him out of it. Jimmy Bain, the bass player, also wrote the keyboard line. Okay, they they were they were playing it back and like and Jimmy was like, why don't we why don't we do this? And he just sat uh-huh. down and played that right off on one hand on the keyboard and like they all fell in love with it They're immediately. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> happy mistakes or happy accidents yep. or just magical moments. Yeah. 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 So um, has Holy Diver on it, Rainbow in the Dark, a few other really hot tracks. Um, then the uh, next Dio album was The Last in Line, mm-hmm. which again is a really big album, a great album. The, I mean, he toured the world playing to like stadiums and stuff on yeah. these records. And then uh, Sacred Heart came out in 1985. And that was the end of the actual Dio band as we know it. Uh-huh. Um, there was an issue, and I've heard Vivian Campbell's side of the story, uh-huh. and I've heard Ronnie's side of the story. But there was a schism between those two. Um, apparently, these guys that go on tour with these um, artists like Ronnie Dio, Ozzy Osbourne, mm-hmm. something like that, the, the side men make very little money. Hired guns. Yeah. Yes. They make very little money. Um, you'd be on a big tour. I, I remember, um, I can't, I think Jakey Lee said that um, he was the first tour with Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Like, it was something ridiculous, like $200 a week. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? He got free sandwiches. Yeah. Too. I mean, and, and that this is how Kiss treated. Um, uh, Vinnie Moore. Yeah. Uh, Vin, Vinnie Vincent. Vinnie Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Vinnie Vincent. Vinnie Vincent yeah. It's the same thing. They were paying him like $200 a week and he had kids. Right. And stuff. And he was like, you know, the, you know, come on, guys. Come on you know, come on, come on. 
Simmer down. <laughs> so, that, so, so it wasn't one paying gig, and the, I, apparently the deal was they would do three albums, and then they would be able to get royalties or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And Vivian was pissed because it wasn't making any money. So, so when they got together to record Sacred Heart, he came with nothing. He didn't have any riffs. He didn't do anything. Yeah. He, he like, just played the guitar. It's like fuck you. And so, so Ronnie was like, get get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was basically that. That's where the um, But you know, he put to, he worked with other guitar players, some of them very famous, who um, you know I could tell you everything, um, you know, tell you everybody that he ever worked with. He's worked with like everybody. Oh yeah. I mean, one of the great guitar he's, players he's uh, was Doug Aldrich Theo. in the two thousands. He worked with Doug Aldrich, who's now a member, who was in White Snake and is now in um, Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's, he's worked with a lot of really great guitar players. Um, but, you know, the thing happened. The 90s happened. Yeah. And grunge yeah. happened. And he and literally went from playing 80,000 stadiums, seats, stadiums yeah. to playing to 80 people in a club. In a club, yeah. And um, on the... Uh, the documentary that was on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it was. But so I read some of the comments and somebody was talking about how they saw him live during that period uh-huh. at some club, like in Milwaukee. Right. You know, and they said he got out, he says there was literally 80 people there and he played the room to like there was 800,000. Yeah. People. He just yeah. totally gave his all. He says he talked to every fan afterwards. He said when he came, he says whenever he came back through on a tour and yeah. he's, you know or like on the next tour he would remember people's names wow. he would be like you were telling me about your grandmother how is she how's she like, doing yeah. Yeah. he was like that oh, wow you know he was really like that he was a brilliant songwriter very deep thinker um, a showman mm-hmm. um, the you know, the tours that they did when he when, when he was in his heyday I mean they were total ext- extravaganzas you know, they cost, oh, you know, yeah. at the time thousands to do. Today would be millions yeah. uh, to do. Um, just absolutely, you know, a dragon comes up and, you know, <laughs> shoots him and he falls, you know, and he slays right? him with a. He did, yeah, during the Sacred Heart thing, he, he did, they did this whole, like, medieval, you know, thing where he chases this dragon. And, I mean, it was like off the hook. Crazy. You know, he just, you know, he wanted to give everything, you know. But uh, people that, uh, everybody that knew him, you know, just really loved him. Um, except for Bill Ward from Black Sabbath <laughs> and Vivian Campbell. Vivian. Um, and eventually, Tony and Geezer sobered up. Oh. And um, they decided they were going to release a retrospective called Black Sabbath, the Dio Years. Uh-huh. And um, which I was um, uh, like, I thought that was like, Really cool. Um, and they thought, well, they put some songs together, but they ended up getting together with Ronnie to do a couple, a couple extra. So you know how you do, you uh-huh. know, yeah, yeah. You know, and then they, they sounded, they really liked what they were doing, so they did an entire album. Wow. As they called themselves, Heaven and Heaven Hell. Heaven and Hell. Okay. Bill Bruford wasn't in it, and it, you know, at this point, Sabbath had reunited with Ozzy at this point, right? So, you know, they could, they didn't want to call it Black Sabbath because that wasn't mm-hmm. you know you know they just that's not what they were doing right um, but they did this killer record <clears throat> if you've never heard it this is one of those records that like you, you need to go find and listen to it's it's, it's 
I think it's like some of the best music that those four guys ever fucking made. It's incredible. Ronnie sounds fucking great. The songs are awesome. There's a song on the my favorite song on the album is called Rock and Roll Angel. It's fucking killer. The whole record is great. Uh, Tony Iommi goes places on the guitar that he doesn't go. He's David Gilmore-esque at times. Wow. Like, it's like, it's really, okay. you know, his tone is absolutely <clears throat> killer. It's, it, it's amazing. Dio sounds great. Um, eventually, unfortunately, though, um, Dio did uh, contract cancer, mm. stomach cancer. Yeah. Um, he it was during the Heaven and Hell tour. The, the, by the end of the tour, he was very, very sick. He was throwing yeah, up backstage I, I and know, everything. Yeah. And um, the, when he got home, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer. He fought it tooth and nail. He did yeah. every kind of treatment possible. And he went to um, um, he, he, California, maybe Texas. I can't remember. There was an experimental treatment that he took. And it did turn him around. Mm-hmm. And he got he was going in the studio and um, going to do some more work. And it, he died. Yeah. He passed away. It was in um, two. Th- he was. In, it was May sixteenth, two thousand and ten. Yeah. It was a while ago. It was about thirteen yeah, years yeah. ago. I was. He was only sixty-seven yeah, years old. I remember old. that. Uh, yeah. But a uh, well-loved uh, singer, songwriter, guitarist. If you've, and uh, I mean, um, um, bassist. He was a bassist. Did you know that? I did not. In know his that. bands, he played bass. I did not know that. Uh, he was instrumental in the uh, Live Aid. So Live Aid happens. You guys know what Live Aid? Right, Live Aid is the right. big uh, USA and a bunch of countries got together and did this thing for Africa. It was there was mm-hmm. a start. There was a famine in Ethiopia. R- tried to raise a whole bunch of money, get food, etc. And they did this thing. It was on two continents. Live right, Aid, right? Yeah. And they released an album. We are the world, right? Yes. Yes. Well. Dio was like, I want to be involved, and they and, and they just ignored You're him. Like, nah. Yeah, they didn't want anybody like him or Ozzy right. or any of those bands. <clears throat> so Dio organized Hearing Aid. That's awesome. And um, you know, the the song has about seven guitar solos on it. <laughs> Everybody, it's all kind of great. Shredders are on it. George right. Lynch, all, all of them are um, are on it. Super fun. You never heard it, but that's a, you know he was he had a heart for stuff. He was a good dude. Yeah. Um, he's on tons of compilations and he's get guest appearances all all over the place. Too many to mention. Um, one of note that came out a few years ago, and I would just say it's of note. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I like it or not. Okay. I would if if Lily was here, I'd enjoy talking to her about this. Uh, Dio and Ingve covering "Dream On." By interesting. Aaron it's interesting. Um, I wish it was better. Yeah, I I I don't know if because Dio was just trying to like do his own thing with it and not yeah. trying to do the Steven Tyler thing. Yeah. But all the places where you know Steven has that swing to what he does, he's got yes. swagger. Yes. You know he'll 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 land stuff on the upbeat. He'll syncopate. Uh-huh. You know the vocals in here and there. Dio sings it very completely straight. Oh, uh, okay. You know, and there's places where I it would have been awesome. See, when I heard that, when I saw that yeah. this like on a list, and I was going to listen to it, I was excited because I'm like, oh, is Dio going to show his kind of bluesy side? Right, right. You know what I mean? Like this will be really cool. Absolutely not. Nope, nope. no, no not one bit, luck. not one bit. He's Dio all the way, and Ingve, by the way, is Ingve all the way. So you can, <laughs> you know, those no, two guys are awesome. Out, yeah, you can listen to it and decide for yourself. Um. Um. And I, and I make a uh, link to this. Uh, that is... 
I don't know if I made a link to it. I oh. thought that I did. Oh. Let's let's go here. Okay. Let's see what we got going on here. Yes, this is it. Okay. So something that, um, and well, we're going to talk about this because Kevin and I both went to a Christian school sure. and we were big into Christian rock. Yes. But Dio's on two Christian rock songs. Is he really? He is. Um, I forget in the early 80s what year it was. Might have been 1982. Um, 80, I don't know. Might, might have been 1982, 83, something like that. Maybe 84. One of those 80s dates. Right, yeah. Uh, he he got together with the guitarist from Kansas. Yes. And he knew Carrie Livgren because mm-hmm. of because Kansas and Elf toured together. Really? Yes. Well, that's that's how they cool. knew each other. And um, so Carrie loved Ronnie's voice, who would not love Ronnie's yeah. voice, and had him sing on two songs on his solo album called Seeds of Change. Yes. And uh, the reason Carrie released the solo album is because he had become a born again Christian and wanted to do some music that sort of reflected that. Right. And he sings on two songs. One of them is uh, To Live for the King, which okay. is a very slow, and it's just got this long, bluesy guitar solo. It's very, he sings his ass off, like I said. Yeah. But the one that most people talk about is this one I'm playing right now in the background. It's uh, called The Mask of the Great Deceiver. Yeah, as soon as you started, I recognized it. I'm like, oh, I remember that. And this is Carrie Livgren's awesome guitar playing here. Just, just. But I want you guys to check out the um, Ronnie's performance. Uh, um, it oh by the the, the song's like seven minutes. Yeah. It, I mean he was in Kansas. <laughs> so yeah, there's no expect, three and a half you know minute I mean? songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, they could be excessive, but check it, check him out. Well, he's the prince of the world. Nice bass guitar. His work yeah. is never complete, and though he promises all. Okay, um, I don't think I knew back in the day that that was him. That is Ronnie James Dio singing on this. It's and it's a good actually it's a good album. Yeah. Uh, it has some other great vocalists on it, including Steve Walsh from Kansas mm-hmm. and David Pack from Ambrosia. Wow. David Pack sings my favorite song on the record, Just One Way. Yeah. And it's this is great fucking jam. And um he, he, I was like who the fuck is this guy? And then I found he was a singer for Ambrosia. Wow. And he became, Ambrosia became one of my favorite bands after yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, good um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really good record. It's called Seeds of Change and all the things are on YouTube and stuff like that. So yeah. you guys can, you guys can check it out. Um, documentary I mentioned, Dreams Never Die. You can find it. If you have um, a fire stick um, and you have you what they call jailbreak it, you can watch <laughs> anything. So and you can find so it very, go. very easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh no no okay we're only we're, oh, we're yeah. only one ten we're still good we're good um, <clears throat> okay oh and so and so the doc, another thing I want to mention a couple other things 
one of Ronnie's career highlights, absolutely, is the pick of fucking Destiny. Oh yes, he's in, he's on the beginning of the he's he's in the beginning of the of the, the movie, um, <laughs> and it's Meatloaf, some little kid, and Ronnie James Dio. That, that, <laughs> that that's how Jack Black describes it. Jack Black is in the mood, the documentary about uh, is he about Dio? Of oh he yeah, is. he's like complete. He's like all about it. He's all about. It. He's you know, um, he, and you, everybody knows that he's a huge Dio fan. I mean, yes. um, but they. Uh, my here's my. Did you see the pick of De- Destiny? A while ago, yes. Okay, it's very good. It's it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's, it's a fun it's, movie. It's okay. Here's here here <laughs> what it is. If you like Bill and Ted, uh-huh. uh huh. Wayne's World, Pick yeah. of Destiny is like one of those it's type right of there. like yep. rock and roll kind of movies. Yes. Um, it's just, it's just in that, but rock and roll kind of buddy movie. Anyways. Um, so here's my story <laughs> about that. I saw it in a movie theater and so sitting there with Amy and her daughter, Samantha, uh-huh. and you know, so there were certain things that turned out not to be appropriate for a 12 year old. Yeah. Like uh, cock pushups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be frowned upon. Actually, actually Samantha watched. Um, Clerks too with us. Oh really? And like when the donkey sh- thing happened, oh, like Lord. Amy was losing her mind. Yeah, she was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, I can't please my daughter's sitting here." But anyway, so um, that's the the scene with Dio is in the very beginning of the movie, and he then Dio comes out alive off the poster and he sings right. the song, and that finishes up. And I'm watching the movie, and I can sense you can kind of tell somebody. Opened the door in the back of the theater, and you could tell by the footsteps it was a couple of people at uh-huh. least. And they sat down right behind me. Uh-huh. And the movie's kind of getting into it, and not too, there's a, maybe something, maybe they're doing credits, or maybe some music playing or something. Right. There's not a whole lot. There's a brief break in the dialogue, yeah. and I get a tap on the shoulder. Uh-huh. I turn around, and it's there's three young gentlemen yeah, so. sitting there, you know, teenagers. Three young gentlemen, and the guy, the one guy, says to me, "Hey." Was there a guy in this movie named Ronnie James Dio? Oh, wow. And I said, "Yeah." I says, uh, "I says you literally just missed it." He goes, "Oh no, we love him. This is why we came to see the movie." Oh no, they <laughs> missed it. You know, so like young kids, oh, they know. You know, no, they know what's oh, what. Yeah. They know what's what. But if you know, it's a pick of destiny, it's fucking wild. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's funny. Dave Grohl as the is devil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's, it's, you know, I mean, weird. Yeah, the Al Yankovic, so you could, that's another one that's great, yeah, you yeah. know. Exactly. Yeah, I got to go back and rewatch Pick of Destiny. Pick of Destiny. <laughs> oh my god. So, um the only, uh, I was uh listening to the new Metallica. Yes. And let's let's give this a quick peruse. Yes. You guys tell me what you think about this. Um We'll, there's like, of course, they all have some long. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here we go. I think Lars is grooving the shit out of that. Yeah. I'd like to know what Keith thinks about that. Like, if he yeah, feels Lars like is redeeming himself at all. Um, it is slamming. I think it's slamming. I think this 
tight in the pocket and it's got that thrashy like thing. Right. I mean, we were sitting here like doing the thing in our heads. You know, when you're like when 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 the groove is tight. You know, we were into it, man. Sounds. I think that they sound great. Um, it's called Lux Eterna. Oh, yeah, okay. Lux Eterna. Whatever. The rock and rollers who fucking knows that they're talking they're about. crazy kids today. Um, so, I'm going to do something a little bit now for something completely different. Oh, no. <laughs> I want to... Rock? Rock! What up? Uh, where's where is it? Where can it be? Where can it be? What is this? Is this the thing? I don't know. No, no, that's not what you want. That's not what you want. I saved the wrong link. I think you link. I think son of a gun. Oh, here it is. Okay, here we go. Now this is the. This is not. Stop that. Silence. For some reason, they play this thing first. You have, to, you have to know the right words. Silence is the right word. Silence. And see, it stopped. So I was absolutely correct. Oh my God! This could. It... Okay, these are the top forty songs. Okay. First one is this song by Eight, the Night. It... Okay. Damn it! Let's go back. Number forty is Frenzy by Iggy Pop. That's oh, that. I heard. Okay. Yeah. Let's go back a little bit. Not this song. They no. just played it. Iggy Pop Frenzy. Okay. All right. This is um, Pierce the Veil. All right. The groove. I like it. Sleeping with Sirens. Okay. So far, my least favorite of the three we've listened to. Uh huh. That's a guy singing. Hmm. Very emo. Um, right. That's number thirty. Seven. Day Seekers, the name of the band. Oh, hello. There's a band called New Year's Day. Like Hurts this. like hell. Female singer. Oh, here we go. Oh, the Struts. Struts. 35. Messer. Unfuckwittable. <laughs> That's a great song title. Yo, man, I'm unfuckwittable. Pistols at Dawn. Yes. Motionless and white. Hmm. So how how far are we? Uh, Thirty-one. 
Giovanni and the Hired Guns. Hey, Giovanni. Architects. Okay. So I'm going to turn this down. Get real low enough. I, we're stuck. Real talk. So I'm going to pause it. Um, that's architects. What I so what are your sort of thoughts? So we did about ten of them. I'm not going to do the whole list. But so this is the most. What 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 is the category? Th- this is the most streamed. This is a couple weeks old. It's not like totally fresh, but, still, but it's just a couple weeks old. Uh, I, I like a lot of this stuff is kind of hard hitting. It's it's like what I would. This is the rock chart. Okay. Rock chart. This is in rock, not like. All uh, you know, all music or pop or whatever. Yeah. Um, wow, it's a nice. It's kind of a nice blend. You said a lot of it was kind of emo and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, there's like a lot of like the drums are very powerful in most of these songs. Pretty powerful. I, I can hear the guitar. I can hear that bass, which has kind of been missing. I think. So I like them. Would I listen to them if if they were streaming on something I was listening to? Yes, I would listen to them. Okay, Mr. Pittsburgh yeah. is obviously on drugs. much more no, on drugs. Uh, forgiving than I am. Uh-huh. Um, I just want the kids to have a nice I, time. I, um, uh, the, the Iggy Pop thing, I think, is, 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 is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think some of these bands, not the Struts, there was another one. There was a couple on there that were like really had that kind of like no these are guys playing guitars um most but like the band we just leaned like architects and some of these Uh other ones daybreaker or whatever they were called um like it sounds like machines it does not sound like four guys in a room playing music I mean, it's sound the there's it's so beat mapped and it's so, so over, like almost pr- overproduced. Well, that but it's and it's smoothed out. Yeah, and, that yeah. but it's also so beat mapped mm. and so auto tuned that it 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 just doesn't sound real. When I listen huh. to some of these bands, I'm like, I I can't believe that they sound like this live. There's no way. And then I forget who it was. There was a big uh, flap. Uh, a few months ago, Eddie Trunk was involved. With, I can't remember which band it was. Uh-huh. They they had to stop their show and fix something because their laptops went down. Right. Yes, I remember that. And look, man, like it's the younger generation and, you know, whatever. But I think that it's hurting music. I think that um, this is, well, let's put it this way. This is the reason why a lot of people in their 40s and 50s and 60s, do you can't stand today's music. This it grates on their nerves. There is something about it when you listen to like song after song like that. It just I don't know how to explain it. It it just all starts to sound like nothing. Yes, I can recognize different bands. Yes, I can recognize different singers. Yes, I can recognize different songs. I'm not talking about that. Mm-hmm. There is something about it that's just sounds so. We would have said in the old days. Oh, it's, it's really. Over, it's overproduced. That's what I. That's just what said, we yeah. would. That's the term we would use. Right. But this is beyond that. This is like it just feels like it's music played by computers. It doesn't mm. feel. All right. Yes. There's no, you know, um, even the Struts song, you know, I thought could sh- sh- deserve to be a little more loosey goosey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great, it's a really cool jam. I think that like it kind of hurting it a little bit by having it so tight, so beat mapped, like. Human beings don't play music like that. Um, there is a um, and, and there's there's like like a, a something in music 
that when you beat map everything, you can't do, or very, very difficult to do. And that is, uh, there's a lot of songs that you like, classic songs, that the, the timing speeds up a click or two on right. the chorus. And then they go back down. Yeah. yeah. And a good example is um, Back in Black by ACDC. It starts out at one click. Mm-hmm. And it's at a certain time. I don't know what the BPM is, but it goes up one or two uh-huh. for the chorus and goes right back. That's how good Phil Rudd wow. is as a drummer. Yeah. You know what I mean? They knew that's something that, you know, probably they didn't even think about. It, it just felt right. It just did. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt right. They, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. called like really having an ear and playing as a band. Um, when you do stuff like this, it's you just, I, it, in my opinion, it loses something. There's just something about it that, um, I think that something needs to be done to compensate for that. Um, yeah, go in what, the fucking studio and play live. Well, that not just that, but I think that you go can, in a studio. <laughs> I think you can do that, but I think that something else needs to change. Like if you're going to make it that tight, loosen something else up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. all sounds so lock stock and like, I, I can't explain it. Like it really sounds like I'm pressing, I'm pressing a button on a keyboard to make that. Right. And it's just going like, there's no, hmm. I'm not giving a good description of what I'm trying to say. It just sounds very, the thing is though, it sounds yeah. robotic. It sounds artificial. Yeah. yeah. Now that you've mentioned that, now that I go back and think about the songs I listened to, like I was I was listening for the guitars and the drums and the bass, but I realize now that, yeah, it does. It sounds very robotic. It's all like perfect. Listen, listen to these guys. Let me, let me find the one I want. This. Yeah. This. Uh-huh. This is a kind of vocal, too, that I don't really like. It's There's a lot of uh, guys that affect this kind of sound on their voice. Oh, yeah. It's a kind of sound. I mean, this, I'm not saying this isn't a nice song. The band's called Dayseeker. And I think the guy has a nice voice. But then I have to question, like, how much, how tuned is it? Yeah. It's, you know. Hmm. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, um, it isn't like there isn't music, um, today that, that is, that isn't played like in, in produced the way I'm talking, the, right. the, the band you, we played last week, the, uh, commoner, the commoners, commoners yeah. like I was that's, just thinking about that's them. four or five guys in a room. Yeah. And it sounds, it sounds like four, like four or five, five guys, guys in a room. room. It sounds yeah. like guys playing music. I'm not poo-pooing, you know, like on. <laughs> yeah, but where's poo-poo. the fart sound effect when I need it? Well, said how about this? Wow, if your fart sounds like that, that you know, I would love you, to fart like that. You've got some serious issues. That's all I gotta say. Uh, and you've got a, 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 you know, a future in entertainment. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> Yeah, Imagine same if your thing. fart sounded like that. I've had a few like that, and I don't want to discuss it. Uh, no, I've, I get these. <laughs> what would be great is if you get up in the morning and sit down in the toilet and hear this. <laughs> you imagine that coming out of your ass? You're sitting here on the toilet, you're like, uh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, What's wrong with us? There's something sorely wrong problems. with us. I know. What are you going to do? We have all kind of psycho problems. But I mean, yeah. I, I wanted to just kind of listen. Um, hmm, I wonder what the to- what the top songs are. Let's let's fast forward. Yeah, let's see if we yes. get to the well, this top ten. Maybe so can we get the ten? Yes, yes. Can we get there? Yes. Okay. okay here we oh, go. here's oh, a band so we know, right. and I've heard that this new record by the Smashing Pumpkins uh-huh. is is actually very solid. Okay. Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, all right. Okay. Okay. There's something about when they get into the chorus there uh-huh. that has a more natural sound to it than Dayseeker. Right. I don't understand what it would, and, and I suspect that they there might that might be an actual drummer. What? <laughs> I'm gonna have to report this. So we got some oldies in the top yeah, ten. Yeah. It's kind of telling, isn't it? Yes, it is. This has a looser kind of vibe uh-huh, to it. Uh-huh. That's a nice song, a great melody. That's Star Set with break, featuring Breaking, Breaking Benjamin. Benjamin. This yeah. is a thing too in music now. It's is collaborations, to, lots of collaborations. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it's people from different genres sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So far, I'm kind of digging the ones I'm hearing so far. This has that super produced, sounds like computers. Yeah, yeah. I like Falling in Reverse. I think they have some, I think the guy's a pretty good lyricist at times, um, but this really sounds. Well, guess who's still around? San Quentin by. Nickelback. Nickelback. San Quentin. It's a catchy song. Yeah. It's a catchy I've song. Yeah. Of course, Blink 182, the good old Blinksters. Yeah, yeah. Wow, a lot of oldies on this one. Stop doing that. Why does it do that? Ozzy oh, was featuring Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton. Ah! Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> wow, he he did a song with Elton John too. Yeah, that was the last record. God smack. All right then. So so this is interesting. Looks like, like a lot of older like bands are top. in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Oh, there's Metallica. Metallica. It's me- well, it's number one. Metallica. 
so you yeah, go. Uh, so you got mostly older bands right. in the top 10. Fascinating, Captain. Fascinating. Wow. Oh, interesting. Wow. That's, that's crazy. It is crazy. I'm just going to do one of these. I'm going to run one of these down quick. Yeah, why not? Just for gigs. The kids shit. love it when we do this. The kids. Yes. Uh, no. Let's go back in time. I want to go back in time. time. Go back in time. What, oh, I'm, have, I'm missing. Did they change the sign? Oh, oh, oh there we go. All they right, changed. There uh, guys, go. there's a drop down thing. Yeah, we want to go. We're going to go the 80s. The 80s, yeah. Just pick one. Just click one. Yes. Yes, yes. 86. Sure, why not? Get your kicks in 1986. Oh, we're at the top. We'll be at the top because it's a brand new year. Sure, why not? Here we go. Say you, say me. Oh, go back. Go backwards. Go back. Number 10 was Dire Straits, Walk of Life. Oh, yeah, there you go. That one, Broken Wings, was by Mr. Mister number nine. Talk to me. You can talk to me. By Stevie Nicks. Tonight She Comes by the Cars. Oh, that's a good <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah. A Small Town by John Kruger. Wow. John, John, what, what John Kruger. John Kruger. Concent- John Kruger Concentration Camp. Yeah, that's him. I Miss You by Climax. <laughs> Alive and, ki- oh, Alive and yeah, kick, kick In by Simple, Simple Minds. Minds. That's what friends are for, Kevin. Well, that's one thing, yeah. Dion and Friends. Oh, for fuck's sake. Look Party at All the Time by Eddie <laughs> motherfucking Murphy. Eddie, Mur- Eddie Fuck Never You thought. Man Murphy. That's right. I'm going to sing a song now, Eddie. I meant to fuck you, man. Fuck you, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> That's one honk. Thanks, honky. Well, we're talking about Eddie Murphy. We're going to talk about honkies. And <laughs> Say You Say Me by Lionel Richie. By Lionel Richie. And from the movie White Knights. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, mm, interesting. Let's just perusing, peru- perusing. We uh, um, Conga by Miami Sound Machine was oh, at yeah. twenty one, and My Hometown by Springsteen was at uh, like thirteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a Night Ranger song I don't like. Yeah, so fun. Fuck uh, that. Let's see here. Oh, there's that Life a. in a Northern Town by Dream oh. Academy. Did you ever see the video for that? Yeah. Part of it's filmed here in Pittsburgh. Did it's you know not. that? You're so lying. I'm going to punch you right in the You were just lying about punch everything. You right in the it's, it's, Face it's, the it's, Face by Pete Townsend. Remember that? Wow. He did an album called White City. It has some good songs yeah. on it. Sex is a Weapon by Pat Benatar. It was it, was it uh, 29? Wow, I, I haven't heard that in a, a minute. There's Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't sing it to you. Come on. Come on. Uh, we Built This City. It was just a shout out in number 42. Number 45 is The Big Money by Rush. Yep. Look at that. Ain't that something. So. Ain't that something. (laughs) There was something. Okay, anyway. So, yeah, that's. uh, Yeah. Good times. Good times. All right. All right. So now now it's time for what everybody can't wait for. Everybody's been waiting for this. So let's do it. Here we go. The, pro- the problem with this is not Lily, Lily, not Lily being here. Lily not being here is usually when she's talking, I'm mixing my drink. Right. You can't mix your drink. Chicks can't hold the smoke. Smokes can't. Okay, there we go. What am I doing? All right. So this day in 1953, Joe Statford was at uh, was at number one on the UK singles charts with "You Belong to Me," originally by originally a singer in the Tommy Dorsett oh, uh, band until 1942. 
What do you oh, got? On this day in 1956, Elvis Presley made his first recordings for RCA Records at the Methodist Television Radio and TV Studios in Nashville. Heartbreak Hotel was one of the songs recorded during this session. Tommy Steele, on this day in 50, 1957, Tommy Steele and Steelman were at number one on the UK single charts with Singing the Blues. Mm. Go ahead. On this day in 1958, The Killer. Jerry Lee Lewis was at number one in the UK singles chart with Great Balls of Fire. Lewis was the only major white rock and roll star to play piano rather than guitar. The killer. The killer. On uh, this day, 1964, Will You Still Need Me? Will You Still Feed Me When I'm 64? Ooh. It's coming faster than I want to admit. Mm. Uh, the first uh, U.S. Uh, Beatles album introducing the Beatles was released on VJ Records. The album cover showed John, Paul, George uh, with their now famous mop top haircuts, but Ringo had yet to convert. Oh, my. On this day, 1964, the Rolling Stones recorded Not Fade Away at Olympic Studios, London, England, the song which was first recorded by Buddy Holly in his band, The Crickets, or you may know him as The Crickets. Uh, it became the Stones' first U.S. single. Interesting. 1965, John Lennon appeared on a U.K. TV Peter Cook and Dudley Moore show, Not Only But Also. Well, that's good to know. Go ahead. Uh, this day, 1976, C.W. McCall went to number one on the U.S. singles chart with Convoy. Rubber, rubber ducky, uh, <laughs> did you give me a 10-4 on the smoky bear back there? <laughs> it made it to number two in the U.K. Yes, indeed. C.W. McCall, I have that record. Do you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Roger that. Uh, it was a giant hit. Like, it was inescapable. Oh, you. I, I had CB. a CB for Did you have a, a CB, too? Mm-hmm. Played around with yep. that for, you know. Yep. For a couple months. Um, uh, 1976, blues artist Howlin' Wolf oh. died in a hospital of cancer at age 66. Harmonic singer, singer guitar, harmonica player, best known for things like uh, Smokestack, Stack Lightning, Lightning, Little Red Rooster, a, a Spoonful. Yeah. Yeah. Howlin' Wolf. On this day, 1981, John Lennon's image started a four-week run at number one. John Lennon. John Lennon's image. John Lennon. John, John Lennon's Lennon, Lennon, Imagine. Imagine. John Lennon's John Image. John Lennon. Well, okay. Let me, John no, it's image. John Lennon's Image. You're confusing it with John Lennon's Imagine. Started a four-week run at number one on the UK singles chart. Ten years after it was recorded. Lennon had two other songs in the top five this week. Happy Christmas, War is Over, and Just Like Starting Over. Uh... This day in 19... Uh, we didn't have a one for six, 1969. No, Damn. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm wow. My life it. is not complete. Yeah, I know. Uh, this day in 1984, Cindy Lauper became the first female recording artist since Bobby Gentry in 1967 to be nominated for five Grammy Awards. Album of the Year, Best Two Artists, Best Pop Vocal Performance, Record of the Year, and Song of the Year. Let me, let me ask you this. Yes. What was the song that Bobby Gentry was nominated for? Very famous song. Me and Bobby McGee? <laughs> ba- uh, Batman? Uh, Ode to Billy Joe. I w- the day that Billy Joe McAllister jumped oh off the Tallahatchie God. Bridge. I was so close. They're very similar. On this day, 2001, uh, American guitarist and songwriter and fo- founder member of the Cramps, Brian Gregory. Oh, my. That's, that's when you get a cramp. That's oh, jeez. Look at this. Um... 
Brian Gregory died after suffering a heart attack aged 60, I'm sorry, aged 46 at Anaheim Memorial Medical That's fucking Center. terrible. Let's get off that subject. On this day and night. Here we go. Maurice Skib died to, on this Jesus day in 2003. Christ. See, Lily's gone. Everybody dies. On this day, 2003, a haul of 500 Beatles tapes known as the Get Back ses- Sessions stolen in 1970s in the 1970s were found after UK police cracked a major bootleg operation in London and Amsterdam five men were arrested that is a major yeah. find oh my you know God, what I mean yeah. like you know just we're cracking down on this bootlegging thing and you happen to find like <laughs> un- lost Beatles shit like yeah, fuck crazy. man uh, speaking of the Beatles um, this day in 2005 a woman was suing Gene Simmons uh, from Kiss for slander alleging a documentary made her out to be a sex addict nymphomaniac well yeah she absolutely was I know right Uh, this day 2005 American drummer Spencer Dryden died colon cancer at his home age uh, 66 he was the drummer for Jefferson Airplane Uh, he replaced Skip Spence new riders of the Purple Sage and the Dinosaurs he was also, I don't know if you know this, he was also the nephew of Charlie Chaplin. Ain't that some shit? You're full of shit. I'm not, I'm, hey, if I'm just, lying, I'm buying. Now you're just talking out your ass. I'm lying, I'm buying. Um, an Australian woman on this day in 2006 appeared in court charged with repeatedly stabbing <laughs> her partner with a pair of scissors in, in the back, shoulder, and thigh because he played Elvis Presley's song, Burn in Love, over and over again. Oh, she's just, she doesn't appreciate good music. This day, 2008, Radiohead topped the U.S. album charts with the physical release of In Rainbows, originally sold via the internet for a price chosen by fans. Remember when they did this? Remember that? Yeah. The album sold 122,000 copies during its first week on release, giving the band a second U.S. chart topper following 2000's Kid A, which sold an initial 207,000 copies. Um... The Rod Allen Bambridge, lead singer of The Fortunes, passed away this day in 2008. That's a shame. Uh, on this day, 2013, Claude Nob- Nob- Nobs? Claude Nobs. I've got Claude Nobs. Um, I hate when that happens. The founder they, and I general manager. they make like a powder for that or something? They do. A cream. Yeah, yeah. The cream is more comfortable. Uh, Claude Nobs, the founder and general manager Claude of the... Um, oh, yeah. Funky Claude. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the Deep Purple song. Um, yeah, was that Montreux? Yeah, Montreux. Montreux Jazz Festival passed away at the age of 76. Yeah, oh, funky kids out under the ground. What? That's what he was... Don't you know the lyrics to the song, Smoke on the Water? Oh, the that's him? He was running in and out, oh, pulling kids off the yeah. ground. Oh, man. Yeah, the Grand dying? Hotel. Somebody shot off a rocket launcher at the gig. Right. <laughs> Here's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everybody's bringing lighters. Dude, I got this rocket launcher. It's going to be awesome. Watch this. Frank Zappa was Hold playing. Hold my beer. Yeah. Fucking morons. Oh this, is the, this is why we can't have nice things. Right? And see, you know what happens? Lord when hates like that happens? What happens? Yeah. The, the whole, like, the, the squares, for, yeah. they they crack down. Ruins it for you know, everybody. Yeah, they crack down. They can't, mm. you know, you know. they're like, well, you know. No more rocket launchers at the gigs. Well, I'm not mean that, but I mean, you I know, mean they make that. they make it they make it tough just for everyone. Makes it ruined it for me. I, I just bought a rocket launcher. Do you remember the song "Rocket Launcher" by Bruce Coburn? I don't think I do. I will play it for you after, All the, right after then. the gig. All right, after the gig. What is a gig? It is. But yeah, that's um, 
Wow, what wow. a great, what a, what a, it's a great, that's a great, the smoke on the water is a true story. Yes. yes. David Bowie. Oh, David Bowie. He died this day. Everybody's fucking dying today. I swear to God, if the next one's a death. And if here it's we a are, death, Eddie Clark, Fast Eddie. If it's a death dedication, I'm out of here. De- Eddie On Clark. this day in 2018, yep. British Eddie. guitarist Eddie Clark, who was a member of the heavy metal bands Fastway and Motorhead, died in a... God damn it! He died in the hospital. Eddie Clark Wait is dead. Wait a minute, these guys... These guys, this next man, so we're, 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 we're done, but this Larry Cunningham. Yeah. Okay, here's the band, the Floaters. <laughs> float, float on. Don't you ever have, I hate when I have a floater. Me too. You're like, God, what do you do? Do you like, sometimes I'll like ball up um, paper towels. Uh-huh. Or, I mean, toilet paper, <laughs> and like try to weigh it down. Like, I never know what to do. What are you supposed to do? It'll go down. Unless well, there's something wrong with your twilight. No, it doesn't always go down. You're sitting there and it float, just keeps floating. You never had that happen? Oh, my God. No. Especially when you're at somebody's house. You know what that's called? What? Stateria. <laughs> it really is. There's too much fat in your... Shit. Look at me knowing shit. Literally. <laughs> here's here's the fat in your shit. Here's the fat... Oh, that's... It's, yeah, no, it's not floating. Look at this. Fat smoke. shit. There's a band name. Fat. I got to write it down. Write it down. Fat shit. Write down fat shit, everybody. Oh, I came up with some good ones. Okay. I bet you did. Let me get to, I keep a list. For those of you who are, who are just joining us, I keep mm-hmm. a running list of like uh, really crazy band names. Great band names. And that, uh, should, that should be a podcast one night. Just we could talk about what kind of music they play. And I, uh, the last few I came up with. Yeah. Billy Idol face. <laughs> See, you know exactly what I mean. When it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like coffee-colored Cadillac. Right, right. You know, Billy Idleface. You know exactly what I'm talking yep. about. A crotch mind. I know what that means. Mm. Monkey itch. That was, yeah, I remember. I was wet there garbage. for that one. <laughs> oh, wet garbage. They stink. I was thinking, I, liked, I, I, I didn't itch. put it on the list, but I texted it to um, somebody. It was um, <laughs> blood cunt. <laughs> no, you, yeah, you texted it to cunt me. Cunt smelled, I, I, the, whole, the whole group. Uh, a, a cunt spelled with a K. Yeah. But like that, for like a super me. like hardcore like death metal band. Yeah, yeah. I don't see that as like a uh, top 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would be a niche a Christian, act. A Christian band. Be a Christian rock band. Yeah. Um, Thanks for coming to church tonight. Here's Blood Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor, it's Blood Covenant. Oh, I read that wrong. Sorry. Blood Cunt. Something like that. You just put it in there and we'll work it out. We'll work it out later with the the pencil. The floaters. The floaters. I'm sorry you died, dude. That's a fucking hilarious name, the floaters. Sorry. Well, sometimes people don't know. Yeah. You You know, it's like like (laughs) nowadays nobody would insist on being called Dick. Right. However, However, there was a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it was. was, my friend Dick. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Dick? Now Jerry like, Wexler, uh, happy birthday to stay in 1917. Was born. Wow. Co-owner of Atlantic Records. Worked with like everybody. Mm-hmm. Just like mm-hmm. produced tons of great records for Dire Straits, Bob Dylan, all kind of all kind of people. Johnny Ray, American oh, singer, songwriter. Yes, yes. Teen idol Johnny Ray was Just born this day in 1927. In Lyle Ritz, Ooh. American jazz ukulele. I, I did not know there was jazz ukulele until I was today years old See? when I learned that there was jazz ukulele. You learn something new every day, folks. Tiptoe through the tulips. Oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, Ronnie Hawkins. 
Yeah. From the Hawks and the or the who formed the band. Uh huh. Born to stay in 1935. Scott English. Oh. Uh, best known ah, as co-writer yes. of Brandy. There you go. By um, Looking Glass. Yes. Uh, Scott McKenzie. Uh huh. Born this day in 1939. Be sure to wear some flowers in your hair, please. Uh, ah. uh, Jim Croce. Croce. Yes. Uh, U.S. born this day in 1943, uh, singer-songwriter, uh, sang stuff like, wrote stuff like Time in a Bottle, um, some great songs like yes. that. Well, look at that. Guess whose birthday it is. Rod Stewart. Stewart. Do you think I'm sexy? It's Rod Stewart. Do you think I'm sexy? There's nothing wrong with being sexy. Yes. Sexy Sex. Rod Stewart was born right. today, Very 1945. Oh, Bob Lang, born this day in 1946 mm. from the Mind Benders. Ainsley Dunbar. Who's Ooh. played like here's like Journey and Whites and right, he's right. played with a gazillion people's drummer. Yes. yes. Uh, 1946. Happy birthday. Happy Ainsley. birthday. Donald oh, Fagan. Oh, look at that. Uh, one half of the band Pink Floyd. Not Pink. Now ah, you ah, silly ah, rabbit. Silly dad. Pink Floyd. John Lemon's Imagine. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> image. John Lemon. John Lemon's Image. American singer uh, Fayette Pinkney. Uh, from oh, the Three Degrees was born to say Pat Benatar, happy Pat birthday. Benatar. 1953. Michael Schenker, happy wow. birthday, 1955. Look at that. Um, uh, Lu- uh, uh, Lucy Martin out. from Chic, yep. Mm. Sean Colvin, happy birthday, mm-hmm. uh, born to say 1958. Brad Roberts uh, from Crash Test Dummies, yeah. happy birthday, 1964. Nathan Moore yeah. from Brother Beyond, happy birthday. Mm, happy birthday. Yes. Arlie Tarie from uh, Arrested Development. Sure. Um, the Matt Roberts from Three Doors Down, born yeah, this day in 1978. Uh, Chris Smith, uh, A.K. Chris Cross. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much it yeah. for the birthday. Happy birthday, all you motor scooters! Happy birthday. Burp day. It's a happy burp day. I, d- I did say happy birthday. I like to have a happy burp day in my happy birthday pants. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, go to wolfscustoms.online. Find them on social media anywhere mm-hmm. because you need awesome custom artwork done on your musical right. instrument. Yes. Can you say that 10 oh, times fast. Right you are, sir. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> um, RockRageRadio.com. Download the free app and mm-hmm. make sure you listen to Hot Licks with Lily Six on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Yes. So it's a good time. I promise you, you will. Mm-hmm. And you're going to like it. Yeah, she, she Says your Uncle it. Lou. <laughs> See? <laughs> now, now get in and make me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh lordy Jesus Well you know what I mean like, I know what you mean That's the scary part They just don't fucking listen Kevin That's Oh jeez so, Oh jeez um, And then you want to go to LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com um, uh, uh, This is how you're going to find out All the different places you can listen to us This is where you are going to be able to find Our old YouTube archive mm-hmm. And our archive of old interviews mm-hmm. uh, This is where you're going to be able to find merchandise yep. This is where you're going to be able to find uh, our sponsors and more links to them, yes. and this is how you're going to get be able to get involved with our inner circle group on you on the Facebook. Uh, it's a private Facebook group where we hang out, interact. It's all about music. So if you're looking for a refuge on Facebook to where you can just get into music and you don't gotta hear none of the other BS, we don't talk about anything except rock and roll. Yeah, music, having a good time, guitars, things like that. I get in there. I do a lot of live videos where I. Uh, play guitar and, and show you a lot of my equipment and stuff like that so you can find out more about that at ludini rock and roll circus.com 
Mr. Pittsburgh, I yeah. think that's it. I, I think so. So thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to add, share, include, speak about before we wrap up for today? No, I think I do. Hopefully next week Lily will be back with us and rain us in. If you know what I mean. I feel rained. <laughs> Let it rain. Yes, sir. Have a great week. We'll catch you all in the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. See ya.